Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I am here today with Dan Y, a.k.a. Seance. Yeah, I'm interviewing right before his show as he gets makeup up. So that's not a word, but still, why not? Yeah, makeup. So I wanted to start off asking how you got into comedy, Dan. Well, basically, I, I've always been a class clown. I've always like made people laugh. But I kind of thought I wanted to be an actor. Then my friend basically was doing like a, a fundraiser event for a theatre show she was making. And she had been for a long time saying that I should do stand-up. And I was like, no, I'm an actor. The day before, she was like, you're on the bill. You've got to do five minutes. And then I was like, fuck it, Brian. And I did it, and I fucking loved it, and ended up doing like 15 minutes, just like ad-libbing and shit. It was great. I then did the, I started the Soho course, and that was really fun, and just been doing it ever since. Oh, so it's all down to that one friend? Yeah, legit. Like, she, she's kind of the matriarch of uh, the group of friends I'm in, and I think she kind of, she's good at finding people's things, and kind of like making them do it. Wow, I need to meet her. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's really great. But, um... It's all down to her, really. And are there other people that kind of inspired you or told you you could do it along the way? I don't know, because I don't know whether, like, I think it's never really seen as a career path in a way. Like, I don't know any family members that are like, you should be a comedian. But, like, I think a lot of people, like, stumble across it, really. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people, like, when I started doing it, they were like, yeah, you should def- this is definitely the thing you should be doing. I think at school and stuff, it's seen as quite bad to be the one to, like, piss about and, like, make people laugh. So it's always kind of like... It's taken away from you, you know, you're not supposed to do that. I kind of wanted to do a thing where I went into schools to like teach kids comedy because, like, then all the naughty kids that mess, misbehave kind of like it helps you find your voice. And find yeah, you, that's like, true. I really want to do that as a project, I think. You should go back and dress as Seance. Oh my god, I don't know if schools would allow that to be honest. <laughs> the way schools are going. What were the steps in between you doing this night and signing up for the solo theatre course? So, the steps in between solo course to now. Or, no, no, before, like, what made you actually take the leap and think, oh, I need to do um, a comedy course as opposed to just trying to do sets here I and there? I did a few sets. I did, like, I think I did, like, two gigs before I did the Soho course. But I just heard about it. Like, a lot of my friends had done, had either done that course or similar courses. Soho is just the, the epitome of 
the comedies, like, I guess like the, the London comedy scene, but also like the alt scene and like the gay scene, like in terms of performance, like it's such a great space, the house is all those things. Any way of like being taught by people who know what they're talking about, I really wanted to do that. And also, it was what I was really grateful was meeting people. Like there are people that I met throughout the course who I still hang out with, who I still see, and we're all like, it's nice to see all of us have like this forward trajectory that we're all still doing it and it's going well. Weren't you in one of the more prominent solo theatre courses? So, if I'm not wrong, you were in with Lewis Scotty, yeah, um, and Issa and Kai, and so many people, so many amazing, amazing writers, amazing people that are still inspiring me as I create stuff. And yeah, so I did the Soho course, the stand up course, and then later on I went and did the their first cabaret and drag course because like, Soho had been really good to me. Like, I had done gigs. I did like, like Brainchild and think Brainchild Festival and stuff like through them and they'd really like been supportive of things I was doing. Um, so then when they did the first drag course, I was like, I really want to do that. And then that's kind of where I got Seance together really. Like it was a great course, it was amazing. Because that, that is so different as well. Like a similar thing where like these worlds are seen as being quite um, quite scary, quite intimidating. That seems to be quite intimidating, but then actually, like, it's nice for that to be broken down. So, like, sometimes I think the queer performance world can seem quite, like, clicky and it seems quite hard to get into. But, so, like, courses, like the Soho course is really great for to be surrounded by people who are just trying to figure it out. Same with the comedy course. Like, you, you go to nights, you see people doing it, and sometimes that doesn't seem that attainable. Like, yeah. to be like, oh, how do I become that? But these courses are great for just allowing you to see that it's easy. And actually, a lot of it is just from you. Like, the courses don't necessarily teach you. It's not like this is how you become a drag or cabaret star or like a stand-up comedian necessarily. It's kind of like it helps you to get the ideas out of yourself and like to develop your voice. Um, and it's kind of like just being like, here's a platform now. You have to see where that goes, which is really great, I think. From that platform, how the hell did you come up with Seance? I was emceeing a night at Seven Dials Comedy Club and uh, just as Dan Why, I... Just as Dan Why. <laughs> Just as me, little old me. And um, basically I've been ghosted by this guy. The problem is a lot of, uh, with the stand-up and even say on say I write very last minute. Like, I like the stress of it all. And not that I like the stress, but like it kind of powers me to do things. And that week I'd been ghosted by some boy. And basically I was like ad-libbing a bit and I was kind of saying that he was obviously dead. That's why he wasn't texting me back. And I was like, right, I'm going to learn how to contact the dead, um, but I can't be Dan Why. I'm going to have to be like a higher being. So I'm going to call myself, like, seance. And then I was just like, fuck, that's a good, that's a good idea. And then when I went, and then when I did the Soho course, um, I did this thing, this thing where I was like, sing, just sang a song. And then that took me into this like really like weird, angry character. And then people were talking about how like it was funny how to transition through and then I kind of spoke about this seance idea where like ghosts and spirits take, it, take them over so they can be different people and actually just as like uh, for character comedy it's a great platform for that like I can be anyone I can like say anything and then uh, it just developed from there and then I just took the plunge to do a show like basically Bourgeois Maurice were the people that helped run the cabaret course that year and they were just like you have to develop this like it's a really great idea and then I just did and also what's great about the Soho course is you get to do a showcase so I had really great feedback from the audiences as well and I just thought wow yeah, let's see what this means yeah and then you ended up 
selling out Soho Theatre. Yeah, and then like basically, literally like a year, basically like a year to the day of me doing that that course of the showcase, I was back at Soho with my my show, which sold out. And it was like just like the most beautiful moment. I was like, this is it was crazy. Like the the speed of that was amazing. But yeah, it was beautiful. It was a really cool like moment to be like. I wanted to do this for such a long time, and like I idolise all these people who perform on this, on this platform, in this space, and to be someone who's doing that as well. And also doing something that I wasn't, that I've been afraid of. Like the, the, to, to, I think it takes a long time as like a gay man to um, to realise the power of like being camp and being femme, and like that's often like looked down on from the straight community, but also sometimes the gay community. And actually, like the thing that Beyonce does for me is it take me back to that point when I was like four years old, like in a dress, like just being camp and fun. And like to re to reinstall that power in the performative way, it's just great and I really enjoy it. Like it's made me stronger as a as a queer performer, as a gay man. Like it's really helped a lot of assets in my life just to be able to see the strength in in it. Which is okay. really cool. At the moment you're pretty much a solo act. Do you see yourself collaborating with anyone in the future? I don't know. There are so many amazing people that I'd love to collaborate with. There's been people who've been incredibly kind to me so far, like people like Johnny Wu, Legato, and like Borshan Reese. Queer performance goddess, like gods and goddesses, and I don't know, the Mount Olympia. Is that it, Mount Olympia? Uh, they, they're all there, but like they are so lovely in, for people who are coming up. So I guess like it'd be cool to collaborate with people like that, but then also the comedy world. I think. I, I'm a solo act for a reason, I guess, as well. Like I like, because I like to have uh, the control, like yeah. in the space, and like sometimes it's it's the the communication that's required to like share that space. I would describe your comedy as quite ballsy. Yeah. Literally. Balls to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Who were some of your inspirations growing up? I don't know. You know, I come from a I come from a funny family. Like in my family, like currency is. Um, like comedy is currency in a way so like if you're able to make people laugh that was always great so but in terms of people like comedians i really don't know like even in this even in edinburgh right now i haven't gone to see that many comedians like i genuinely just enjoy making people laugh like i genuinely enjoy like being quick on my feet and like i don't know that reaction is really great like just feeds me but who was just i really don't know who inspired me as a child child like funny women like really like funny women in like I don't know, like Whoopi Goldberg, I was obsessed with as a child. Like, <laughs> but there's like funny women thing have always been great. But then also like funny Irish aunties I have and like... It's always the just, Irish, isn't it? Always, yeah. But um, I don't know who inspires me. I think like people who are on my level who I've been working with inspire me a lot. It's, I get a lot of my comedy and a lot of my inspiration just from talking with people, like just from talking with friends and like we'll, we'll say a joke and then we'll develop it and it'll be like, oh, that's actually really funny. Like, But... I don't know. Okay. I should maybe I should maybe see more stuff, <laughs> but I don't know. I haven't really. I should go see more stuff to be honest. But at the moment, I'm just stuck in a cabin doing makeup for hours and hours a day. One thing I was thinking about was the audience reaction to you. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the best and worst moments you've had with the audience? Um, the other night I had a show. It was quite. There wasn't. It wasn't really sound that amazingly, but like it was super intimate and great. Um, and there's certain bits of my new show that are quite uh, physical and quite... I get out of body parts, basically, and, like, other things. And this girl on the front row just screamed with laughter. Like, <laughs> as loud as she could, like, just screamed. And she was, like, for, like, a minute, which was, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. 
And then I was, my response was like, that's your mom next to you, isn't it? And like, so mom was sat there over her, like, raising her hands. <laughs> and that was so brilliant. And then like, because I interact with quite a lot with the audience, like, some of the things, you, some of their responses are so funny. So like, last year, my last year, like, I did like a mime as Jack the Ripper, and they had to guess it. And the whole point was like, I did these things that were quite overtly sexual looking, but the real, what it was, wasn't what it looked like. But then the audience trying to guess those things was so funny. Like, one time I was doing, one that was a cat but looked a little bit like um cunnilingus is that the word to like go down on a woman <laughs> i've been for such a long time i don't remember um but and this woman's response to it was that she said it looked like eating ice cream through a curtain because it's like this okay um and it was just like the, the most random things and it's so funny to like what the audience would see and say because also like the audience are a little bit intimidated by Seance sometimes because she's quite a high-stakes character, but um, sometimes when they get comfortable, it's just real fun, and they really like... It's a really cool thing that everyone's in it together. Like, um, Seance is in on the joke. They know this yeah. is weird. They like If you've committed to come to the show, you've committed to come to like a comedy seance. So, like, kind of anything goes, and it's really fun when the audience kind of relax into that and you just kind of go a bit wild. Like, the energy in the room can be so huge yeah initially when i saw your poster and i didn't know you i thought it was like a comedy beyonce yeah this is what everyone says yeah <laughs> this, this um this new show i've got like a little nod to beyonce because so many people are like i don't like beyonce and i'm like no so i thought it would be good to give the people what they want really but like it's not it's just it's a it's a pun it's just seance and beyonce yeah. like it's just a, and it's also a good marketing name because like People see it and think that, like, flyering the show is kind of easy because people just buy it. They're like, yeah, that sounds funny from the get-go, which is, is a good thing to, like, your first impression. People would be like, oh, yeah, that sounds fun. And that's all it is. Like, I'm just, at the moment with the things I'm creating, it's not necessarily about the messages necessarily, but, like, it's just, like, being, like, this is fun. And I think also, especially with being a queer performer, especially in the, queer, in the comedy world where that representation isn't necessarily great, what I like to do is be able to, because it's comedy first, I like to be able to like present a show that like someone who wouldn't normally see drag would come and enjoy and then it means that later on they'd maybe see a queer performer and be like more willing to go see it because they had a good time seeing this comedy show and like that's kind of like the goal with it but like my whole thing within the show is just to have a fun. I have so many different variety of jokes because I want there to be a point where everybody laughs once, you know? And then like to combine that, to have like a fusion with like nice little drag elements like lip syncs and then the fusion with like cabaret to have uh, big cabaret songs and stuff. It's just for people to feel good when they leave. Yeah, I love the way you allude to things sometimes, you know, when you re- there's like a rhyming set oh, yeah. and then it'll be like uh, whatever, everyone in their in their mind will say the last word might be dick and you'll just say hands. Yeah, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. You know? Yeah, I think the, the beauty of it as well is like, um, just like old school Dane humour, like yeah. like kind of like because we've got such a good relationship with Panto and with Dane characters in this country, so like it's nice to be able to. It's not always about the joke. Like a lot of the time, it's about like the look you do after the joke to kind mm. of be like, I know that was bad, but you fell for it. I think that's a really cool thing about sounds and the difference between doing normal stand up. Like this is a character that's away from me. I'm more comfortable to do more things, but also like in terms of timings. You can be slow, you can sit in it, you can, like, one look can make the whole audience laugh loads more than a written joke. And, like, yeah. it's really fun to play around with that and to, like, 
figured it out because I, I basically uh, I took the show to Australia last year after my like after the Fringe basically producer came and picked it up but like which was amazing but it was interesting because when I got there they don't necessarily have that relationship with Panto so like I had to really figure out what it was they wanted and uh, for that audience it was about like the campness of it they wanted to be really camp and like to be inviting in that way. Yeah, it was interesting, but that's like how I've developed it so much more that like now there's so much more campness in the character, like so much more pausing and like pouting and like a little side stare and stuff like that. It's fun. Yeah. Have you ever had something uh, go really wrong on stage? Like, um, have you been looking at your crystal balls and suddenly been like, oh shit? Um, I don't know. I've had people be like talking the whole way through and that's kind of annoying. But like, the good like with heckles and stuff, it's good because um, I contact the spirit world, so I can say what I want. I can be like this spirit says this about you, and you have no power in that. Like you don't. I'm the person who has the third eye that's open to the spirit world, so like I can kind of get away with saying what I want. Um, I don't think I'm wrong. I tripped over my garments a few times. One time I was doing the show and. Um, I did a joke, basically, I'd take the bag and I'd be like, oh, someone's bag's like a reading, and uh, normally I'd say, this bag is very reflective of you, weighed down and cheap, but I took this woman's bag and she was like, oh, it's very heavy, and I was like, oh, quite reflective of you, and the whole audience thought I was fat shaming her, because I just, it was just like me, oh. like, um, <laughs> it was just me, like, saying it, and, um, and then after that I go on to talk about how like in the script how the per- it always whoever I picked on I'd be like you I'd tell you to tell you something from your past and it would always be that they ate their twin in the womb but because I said because she <laughs> said that and, and then I'd said that response and then I went on to say that it just got worse and worse and worse and I was really upset that I'd embarrass somebody then luckily um, the per- and I was really upset afterwards I was like I can't believe I might have upset someone in that way because obviously not what I want to do but um but then afterwards, she found me on Facebook and she messaged me and she was like, it's my favourite show. Uh, and then came and seen it multiple times and I like, invited all her friends. And still to this day, I post things, she shares it and I just really loved it. Oh, and I was lovely. like, that's so good because it could have gone totally the opposite way. But um, I don't know. She always has a lot more control than I think even I realise. So okay. normally it's okay. What advice would you give people out there that want to do with what you're doing, whether it be cabaret or drag or comedy? I would say surround yourself with good people. There are so many amazing artists in this community, in all the communities, who will understand your voice and help you to develop your voice. Don't be afraid of stuff. Like I think the greatest thing I did was just took the leap, the leap to be like, I'm going to do a full show. Like I didn't mm-hmm. sound for like five minutes, and I was like, right, I'm going to create a full show. And... What were you doing before you did the solo theatre course? Well, just kind of writing a bit, a bit of a few acting things. Yeah. But nothing major. Um, kind of trying to figure it out, I guess. Um, knowing that I wanted to be a creative, but not quite sure what that meant, I think, which I think a lot of people struggle with. What advice? Just be brave, I think. Uh, take steps, because like, no matter what you're going to learn, and even if you fail, that's fine. Also, figure out what your, le- what your writing process is. Like, only this year have I really figured out that I'm quite last minute. So I spend a lot of time like super stressed out being, and beating myself up for not doing things. But actually, that's my process. Like two days before, I will write things and then it kind of will be fine. And like I think on my feet, I'm good at thinking on my feet, I'm good at ad-libbing. It's about learning that and not beating yourself up for certain things that are just your process. And do things that make you excited. And like 
I love doing stand-up, but I kind of got a bit bored of it, and I got a bit bored of the scene, and I got a bit bored of, like, how people treat you if you're a gay comic, and how people kind of go, like, sometimes people are like, yeah, but you're a gay comic, or, like, it's easier. Sometimes people often think that this is, that doing this is like, oh, but it's, like, drag, it's whatever, but it's kind of like, well, actually, in my show, instead of talking about, like, an ex-girlfriend for an hour, like... I mean, like, I dress for two hours. I mean, like, different costumes. I'm singing songs. I'm, like, four characters. I'm, like, doing improvisation with the audience. But I did all those things because I wanted to challenge myself more, and I love performing, like, in that way. Like, I love singing. I love being camp. I love all these things. And, like, that's... I just kind of decided that I wanted to do more of that than just talking about stand-up-y things. But, um... Yeah. But also just do it. Just be, be, be busy. Like, I... Be, um, a lot of comedians say they're comedians, but then it's kind of like asking how many, t- how much do you gig, how much do you write. I mean, I'm not good for that myself, but like, if you want to treat this as a profession, you have to be professional about it. You have to keep doing it, and it's going to be hard and really shit at times, and you're going to get hurt. But ultimately, it is just learning, and it will get easier. I think. Who knows? <laughs> I hope. Where where do you want to go in the future? Like, what's would, next for you? I don't know. I think I would love to create more characters. I'd love to write things with different, like, for, like, TV or film. I'd love to just be able to, like, do comedy more, I guess, and, like, be trusted more with projects. I think that's why a lot of people do comedy, because I'd love to be able to be trusted with a project that I can write and perform in and, like... And, um, and just keep working and being around people that inspire me, I think. Like... I'd still be doing Seance for a few more years, I think. Like, it's a character I really enjoy, and I think there's still life in it. Um, but I want to create more. Like, I want to be known for, like, loads of different things, you know? Like, have, like... I don't know, like, have my name in there. It'd be, like, an umbrella of, like, loads of different projects that can be, like... Yeah. You know? But, um, like, people like Scotty are so good for that. Like, they're this, this name, and then underneath that, it's just, like, all these different things they have that, like, they can go tour out to somewhere, or, like... Someone can ask for it, but like they have all these different elements to them. And yeah, I think I'd also like to be taken more seriously by more like mainstream comedy people. Like I think I've this fringe I found it hard, like audiences have been really loving the show, like I've been getting like standing ovations and we've been selling really great. But still I think some of the comedy world are kind of a bit like, oh but it's drag. And it's like, well it's like actually I'm a comedian, it's a uh, like a character, it's a comedy character. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to be able to use Seance and the projects I do to kind of like make queer performance and like queer comedy seem more, I guess. Like, yeah, take it more seriously. Because I think it's a good show, it's a funny show. People are continuously telling me that it's, it's the, their favourite show and that they laugh constantly. And Yeah, I loved your show. I've never seen anything like it. Um, I, I always thought you should bring it to Ireland. Oh my god, I'd absolutely love to. Yeah. No joke, I'd love to. That'd I think be so much fun. it would be so well received. Unless yeah. you went to like a Catholic school besides that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's really my crap. <laughs> yeah, and I think it is, it is normally well received by people. Like, yeah, I just think there can be even more so more diversity. I think people talk about it and they think there's a good change, but then you're still confronted with the similar things of like very loads of successful straight white men and blah 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 yeah I would just like to be able to perform this to more people to like inspire more people to like feel stronger in myself continue to grow and feel stronger in myself as a comedian as a person 
and to have other people to feel that as well because I think it's a struggle like finding strength in things that you've constantly been made to feel weak about and what I feel grateful for is that like my journey with that is now on, on quite a positive route like I'm this year has been the best year for me to as a, as a, in a, as a professional but also just understanding myself and understanding what it means to be queer and to be doing things in front of a lot of people and putting yourself out there and it's not easy all the time that like you get a lot of hate but it's worth it yeah what's kept you going with, with all the hate um well that, that, that people just are ignorant or don't have the education or are just scared it comes from a place of unknown and i think that is another thing there's not enough representation so there's still fear of the unknown because that's what, what a massive part of what my new show is about people still have this ignorance because they don't see it enough you know um if they saw it more on their TV, if they saw it more, and it's, of course there's been a massive influx recently, like RuPaul and stuff, but there's still not enough. And I think, I don't know, there's there's way more people that, that love what I do than the hate that any hate I've received, I think. So that is uh, good. Lastly, I just want to ask where everyone can follow you if they want to keep up uh, with yeah, your story. Great. So you can say say on say, which is super hard to spell because I stupidly have accents in the name. But it's basically spelled S E A Y O N C E, I think, with accents. But if you just search that, you'll find me. Or um, Dan Y, so like on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Um, I'm currently trying to make a website, but like. I'm not very good at text. Okay. <laughs> and like even as like admin stuff, I'm not great. At. But um, and you forget how much this festival takes everything out of you. So like there's so many things I was like, oh yeah, I have all this time to do this, this, and this. But actually, no, it's just a stupid thing to think. <laughs> but um, but yeah, wherever, wherever they can. Okay. Thanks so much for taking time to do this. Thank you so this. much. Thank you so much.